I invite you to join me for the reading of the gospel from Matthew 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 21. Would you stand for the reading? Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you go, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not pray like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, Go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father, who is in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, Put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Let us hear where the Holy Spirit takes us on this day. You may be seated. Hello, Faith. It is good to see those of you who are in the sanctuary. If you're joining us on the live stream, what a gift it is for us to have you on this night. If you're a guest with us, we want you to know that this tradition of Ash Wednesday is very important to us here at Faith. So important, as a matter of fact, that we moved Ash Wednesday. Not, not really. <laughs> not really, we didn't. The weather moved Ash Wednesday. Perhaps you remember last week. On Wednesday, it was a little little dicey, so we decided that it was so important that we be able to gather, both online and in person, uh, that we just put our service off a week, and we're so glad that you can be here with us tonight. So does anybody remember the invisibility cloak from the Harry Potter stories? Okay, yay, I'm glad I'm, I'm not alone, because I know there were tons of wizardly gadgets in J.K. Rowling's series, things like magic wands, right, and, and potions, and, and brooms that fly, and I loved the invisibility cloak. That was the one that I wanted, actually. I kind of coveted the invisibility cloak. And you might ask yourself, why? It's not like I need to walk into a room invisible, 
or even into a conversation without anybody knowing that I'm there. I mean, that's just not my normal response. But I think I just wanted that feeling of, what if nobody knew I was there? What would they say? What could I get away with? And so I loved the invisibility cloak. I thought it would be so cool to have one. A number of years ago, though, I lived through a situation where I received my wish. Perhaps you know. Be careful what you ask for because it just might be true. In this environment, I would walk into a room and say, hello, and everyone in the room would turn their head and act as if they couldn't see me. Whenever I would offer a suggestion in a meeting, they would say, oh, no, I don't. I don't know, we've done that before, that's just not a very good idea, until someone else in the same meeting would have the same idea, and everyone would say, oh, you know what, that's a great idea. When I would put meetings on my calendar, people would say, it's okay, Charlotte, we're good, you don't need to come. It was so obvious what was happening that when those who loved me were a part of what was happening in this environment, just they would just come with me and they would see what was happening, and when people would intentionally ignore me like that, those who loved me would look at me with pain in their eyes, and I hurt as much for them as I did for myself, and so I, I garnered this saying, well, I just must have on my invisibility cloak today, and then we'd kind of, <laughs> right, just to make it a little easier for us, and I, after having lived through that experience, I learned to name it this way, insignificance. Do you know that feeling? Have you ever been in that place where it just doesn't really matter if you show up or not? Now, the experience of insignificance that I narrated for you came along long before the pandemic. But over the last year, I wonder if we haven't all been struggling to sort of throw off our invisibility cloaks. I don't know. It's just a hunch I have. But I do know this, that what I want just doesn't seem to rise to the top of the priority list very, very often anymore. What you want, our personal desires, it just doesn't matter. Because what's more important is what we have to do to keep each other safe. And I am for that. Those of you who know me and know how I lead know that's very important to me. And we have done it and we will gladly do it as long as we have to, Faith. So that everyone can be safe. But tonight is Ash Wednesday. And can we just say, we're dang tired of it. Amen. Right? Having to put our own needs, our own wishes, our own desires always on the back seat for somebody else, it's hard. And I know we try to rationalize it, right? We, when high school graduations are denied, <laughs> when grandparents have to give up seeing their grandkids, when family celebrations have to be truncated or even canceled, I don't know about you, but to see those of you who are here in the sanctuary, this is the highest attendance we have had since we opened our sanctuary back in July. You wanted to be here tonight, Faith. 
And I know many of you on the live stream and here in person are remembering when we could come down that aisle and we could receive communion. Kings Hawaiian, hallelujah. <laughs> Welches. And, and we would dip and we would eat and we would pray and we would kneel together at the altar. Amen. And we miss it. It hurts. I don't know, you may not think the invisibility cloak is a thing. But I'm pretty sure it is. You think about how much we miss when we can't see each other's facial expressions, when all of our words get muddled up with the mask. That invisibility cloak, it's a thing. And it hurts. And it's hard. And so we come to Lent 2021. <laughs> Woo! I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't know we'd get here. And here we are. And we ask ourselves, what does Lent mean when we have been giving up things all year long? What do we do with this instruction from Matthew's gospel to give in secret, to pray in secret, to fast in secret, when we have been engaging our faith practices in secret for so long, we almost don't remember what it's like to do those things in community. Right? What do you, what do, you do with that? I'm not sure. But I know this. We still need Ash Wednesday. We need it desperately. So the question that we ask tonight is, what is it in this holy observance that can speak to us anew this year? What is it that made us come here on a Wednesday night or tune in on a live stream? Some people are probably watching this in their car. Think about that. They're driving from this place to that place, taking this person to that. And they're watching Ash Wednesday because this matters. So here's my hunch. My hunch is we need to be seen. We need a smudge of ashes on our forehead that makes our pain, our heartache, our loss, our rending visible, right? We need that tonight. This year, the ashes speak a truth that we have lived. From dust you came, and to dust you shall return, my friends. And we need that to remind ourselves. This year, all that we have lost cries out to be acknowledged. This year, ashes are grief. Have you noticed? And for one night, just one night, can we weep? over what was and will never be again. Ashes. It's gone. And because we do this together, really together, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, even if you watch this Tuesday, I don't know, we are together here because the Holy Spirit makes it so, so that we can enjoy the beauty of this day and this special observance together.
And as we do that, friends, we settle into a truth that is beyond the ashes. The ashes will not have the final word. The cross that marks our forehead will have the final word. Amen? Amen. What I hope to do for us tonight in this uh, reflection and this devotion is to offer us an on-ramp for the ashes. We need the ashes. We need them bad. So I want to make sure that when they come our way, that we're ready for them. So here's our on-ramp tonight. I'm going to ask you to do three things. First, I'm going to ask you to let the ashes speak. This is hard. And it is uncomfortable. But I want you to ask, really, what have you lost? What have you sacrificed? What assumptions in your life no longer work? What relationships in your life have been changed for good? What has shifted in your life that will never be the same? Oh, ashes. Like Job, tonight we sit in our sackcloth and ashes. And if it weren't a church service, we would let go of a string of colorful words that would light up the internet. Yes, because it hurts and it's hard. So go ahead, at least just tonight, and let the ashes speak. Let them represent your grief. Cry your tears. It's okay. We're all crying together, I promise you, friends. Because this is hard. So let the ashes speak. So that then second, you can let the ashes reveal. And they do that very well, I promise you. Ask yourself, what cracks in our relationships have widened to the point of breaking over the last year? What brittleness in our souls makes our words sharper? Our looks hold more venom. <laughs> and our acts of service be emptied of compassion. Friends, what have we noticed in ourselves that is even dirtier than the ashes? I don't know about you, but I have seen some things in myself that I go, oh, I need the ashes. I need them to reveal. Like the hypocrite in the scripture. You know, one of the things Jesus was saying is, it's okay to be honest. You don't have to pretend. You can let the truth be known. Like the hypocrite, we've seen the shallowness of our motivations over this last year. How easily we collapse under the weight of futility. Groundhog Day. Huh. Right? May the ashes reveal us and reveal the deep need that we have for salvation. A salvation that is strong enough to save us from ourselves. Amen? So that third, we can let the ashes then offer a new start. You know, the hotter the fire, the more it purifies. There are parts of ourselves that burned this year that we really don't want back. What has truly changed in our families, in our church, in our hearts, that we don't want that back, right? That was a good thing. We're kind of glad it's gone. You know, it takes a long time for the last embers of the fire to kind of <laughs> sputter out, die. 
You know, you might even have to come back the next morning to check on it. And then it takes even longer for someone to come along with the scoop and move those ashes out of the way for something new. Something new. After this long year, may the ashes increase our resolve to say goodbye to that which no longer serves. Bye-bye. That used to be the way. It's not that way anymore. And I'm glad. So our on-ramp tonight is to let the ashes speak. To let the ashes reveal. And then to let the ashes offer a new start. And now it is time to prepare ourselves for the mark of the ashes. They are to us a sign of salvation. And on this night, we must acknowledge how deeply we need salvation.